stronger the grasp, the greater the distortion of perception and judgment. I'm from Oregon. I drink my coffee, smoke my reefer in the morning. I roll two J's up and then I don't dump. Jocelyn Boyer, just joshing with Joss. It's good to fucking have you, buddy. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. Welcome to the Hippie Speedball Podcast. Kind of again, because we did that one episode there at the Social Club, now Mm -hmm. soon to be the Flight Lounge. And it was it was it was a lot of fun and shit, but like I wanted to do this over in the proper setting because Mm -hmm. sitting at that one bar was cool, but it didn't have the same sort of energy that we could bring to a podcast episode. So thanks for fucking coming through, buddy. Thank you for having me. Um, So speaking of the flight lounge, I know there's one in Portland. I still haven't been out to that one. So are they going to just rename that one and keep the same location? Uh, yeah. So yeah. Oh, so okay. it's, it's going to be the like, so what was known as the Khalifa Social Club is now going to be the flight lounge OC. Oh, okay. Perfect. Same exact building, same everything and stuff like that. So it's going to be really interesting to see how it all works out because I'm going to be doing some episodes in there. It's going to be a lot of fucking fun and shit. And uh, me and Jacoby, we have a really good episode. So before oh, we dive yes. too deep into this podcast, I just want to give a little shout out to Mackenzie over here running the camera off to the mic and going to be my researcher. Welcome to the fucking podcast, buddy. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. Absolutely, buddy. I'm, you've been, you're literally named, like you have, so there's some merchandise named oh, after Mackenzie. Oh, yeah. It's called the Mackenzie, and it's because she's been so supportive of the podcast for so fucking long that I actually created this sweater, and I was like, I'm going to name it after you because you're so so dope, and it's called the Mackenzie, and you can buy it online. It says Hippie Speedball Podcast here in the corner, and then along the sleeve, it has the coffee and cannabis cup emojis going down the sleeve, and then Mm -hmm. on the back, it has the definition of a Hippie Speedball, and it looks like an actual dictionary definition. I made it myself. It looks really good, so forget about it. You can find that link in the description. Anyway, Mackenzie, welcome, buddy. It's good to have you on. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, absolutely. How you doing? We we've been so we've <laughs> you can't see she's laughing off camera because we we've been actually smoking blunts and I've been drinking whiskey for the last like two and a half hours and then Jocelyn showed up and we smoked another blunt and yeah. now we're all freaking got good vibrations going on. It's a fun time over here. We got big blunt buddy chilling mm-hmm. right here. <laughs> He's a really fucking. Where dope did you guy. get this? That was from one of the guests I had. His name is Kemet Dank. Okay. And he's the creator of the Big Blunt Buddy. Really cool story because he uh, is an artist and he created this little stuffed little this little stuffed ghost that's actually what he is oh a it's a, ghost. i thought it was a glow worm no and he's a little ghost and he has a little blunt in his mouth and you can actually like fucking like cross his arms hey, and shit like that too okay. so he's just chilling and he's just getting chill back awesome. shout out to the big blunt yeah go ahead it's soft oh, as yeah. fuck yeah Mackenzie, check it have you ever heard the term crushed velvet yeah okay my friend like made me feel dumb one time when i said that i'm like oh is that made of crushed velvet she's like what the fuck, Jocelyn? <laughs> I said, what? You've never heard of that? She's like, Valer? You're talking about Valer? I'm like, I don't know talking what Valer like is, <laughs> but uh, I call it crushed velvet. She's like, what the fuck is crushed velvet? Velvet that's crushed. Duh. Get your so, shit together. Yeah, I just thought that was maybe something that my parents had taught me that wasn't real, like like Farmer Joe. Mm. oh i just realized that yeah my parents used to tell me this fucked up story when i was a kid and i wasn't being good they'd be like we'll take you to farmer joe farmer joe is this farmer that collects bad kids and makes them work from sun up to sundown and only feeds them bread and water well anyway my name is joe and i'm not a farmer (laughs) you've heard it here first on the (laughs) speedball podcast it originated in oregon city too (laughs) and i did not (laughs) 
So there we go. We already established that early on. I did not originate at Oregon City, so it's all good. So speaking of, I just found out a little trivial fact thanks to Mackenzie over here. So you were right. It's not this apartment complex, but that property right there on the corner, that's mm -hmm. it. Ashley that's Miranda. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I lived here when that happened. So I didn't live in, I lived in Portland. I lived over by the town center when that was going down, but I didn't know that was like my backyard basically oh, and i'm just yeah. like well, that, well if you look to your right you'll see a teenage burial ground <laughs> yeah well when uh that happened it was like a really scary time because i remember I was, it was uh, crazy uh, me and my best friends were teenagers so we were we went to school with the girls' older sisters ashley and uh, miranda's older sisters and um it was like one of the weirdest times in my life because uh the when when ashley went missing we were all like what the fuck and then when miranda went missing after being on camera we were really like what the fuck because it was like right after she did the interview and so people were like oh my god are they is this person just taking anyone on camera and if you had sisters around the same age which me and my friends did have sisters around Ashley and Miranda's age, uh, it was even more like scary because we're like, our sisters could be next, we could be next. When it was discovered to be the neighbor, Ward Weaver, who had developed a friendship with the girls and groomed them, um, it was even more heartbreaking when they were found. So that's like a really big impact on Oregon City another impactful murder that happened here that isn't really talked about is um Christina Hornick Hornich um she was a two-year-old that was killed by her father's roommate and he went on death row he was convicted and then in 2004 2003 he was uh released from death row on a technicality his right to a speedy trial was violated so he was released and he is now living at the beach scot-free and his name is uh scott harberts so is, is it a nice piece of beach property i have no idea i haven't been able to find him because uh that's fucked up no i uh it, my, that was my cousin that's how so. i process dark shit yeah no totally <laughs> i use humor too uh no it was my cousin and so that was very impactful for my family um, and for me when that was going down. And then it was like right after he was released, this happened. And so it was like really close together. It was really like, well, that was really intense. Jocelyn, welcome to the podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's bring it back up, right? Okay, so comedy. <laughs> oh, no, no. It's just really good to have you on because also you had me on your show before, too, because uh, I was uh, on your podcast. I was on your show and with a PD boy and I actually just mm -hmm. had him on the show, which his episode is going to be coming out here like uh, next week. I saw that. And, I was like, yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's going to no, actually no, no, not next week. This Saturday, like oh, okay. from when we're recording this podcast, it's and it was it was a lot of fucking fun. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We had He's a fucking a blast. I know for sure. We actually uh, we smoked a whole bunch, and then we took a shot of tequila after we were done. It was a lot of fucking fun. We we're gonna we want to go bowling together. That's what we decided. Oh. I think we're buddies now. Shout out to Hell PD yeah. Boy. Like I, I want to go bowling. To shout out to Jess. Jess, come bowling with me. 
Mm-hmm. Is that his girl? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I met her whenever we did the show and stuff like that. Yeah, he just came solo this time. And I had to meet him over there at the entrance because the GPS took him to the spot that I was saying, like, yo, the GPS is probably yeah. going to take you over here. <laughs> I was looking for the wrong number because I'm such a stoner. I like I thought the time was different than what we had agreed on. Mm-hmm. I thought it was six. It was really five. It's all good, buddy. I thought I was looking for a different number. Me and number. Mackenzie were just getting <laughs> fucking lit. Hell yes. <laughs> We did. We took a couple dabs too. Yes. Cook, cook, uh, yeah, took a couple dabs and fucking I was drinking some whiskey and we smoked a couple blunts and yeah. It was What's a good your time. favorite dab? I don't dab that much to have an opinion. To be oh. honest, usually just kind of uh, whatever she just gave me was really good. What did you just give me? I gave you some bow's nose, but I can't remember which one I grabbed. Oh, okay. If I'm being completely honest, <laughs> I just I know a few of them, so. Well, I also grabbed um, Alien Walker. That one is by Highland Provisions. Ooh. Mm, Highland, yeah, I've had some of their stuff before. Yeah, but I don't dab enough to really be a connoisseur of it. But I like to, as far as like the way I do smoke, though, I like to have like kind of more flavorful strains rolled up in like, you know, more flavorful wraps because I like to smoke blunts. So I like mm-hmm. to get Honey Fusion Dutches or Berry Fusion. Like mm-hmm. I remember getting some uh, blueberry muffin from Khalifa one time and it tasted straight up like blueberry muffin. It was so good. Oh, yeah. And I rolled that up in a Berry Fusion Dutch. Forget about Hell it. Oh yeah. It so fucking good. It was so good. I remember smoking it in the social club and they were like, bro, that smells delicious, whatever you're smoking right now. Because <laughs> it just smelled like berries and weed and dankness. Yeah. Speaking of weed, also shout out to Happy Cannabis for being a longtime supporter of the podcast. I mean, I got these mugs from them way back in the day, like when I first started the Instagram. What is Happy Cannabis? So Happy Cannabis is just a local brand that just fucking spreads the, you know, like it's just it's just a, a, a brand. You know, they oh, have clothing, okay. they have merchandise and stuff like that. You know, they just, you know, want to, you know, make it. So it's just like, hey, Happy hey. Cannabis. They're okay. really fucking great people. And they always made me feel really good because, like I said, they've been supporters for a really long time. I've never met them. Mm-hmm. They just, uh, you know, were like, hey, we want to send you some free stuff. And then I was like, okay, well, because you've been longtime supporters, no matter how big the podcast ever gets, your mm-hmm. coffee mugs are always going to be the ones that we drink on the podcast that's awesome so even whenever we're getting like millions of downloads that's when <laughs> it's going to be like hey what's that happy cannabis smoke i want to buy those yes. you're welcome happy cannabis let's work together oh, <laughs> let's yeah. do shit they sent me a t-shirt and then they sent me two t-shirts and two coffee mugs okay yeah i have a couple friends to sharia in paris who run a event coordinating and balloon arch like business mm. and they go to like a couple of cannabis shops right now and like make these really cool balloon arches for the cannabis shops and they did one for pride and like mm. it, they look amazing so shout out to uh 106 events Hell yeah, 106 events. Yeah. Shout out to you guys for doing cool things. Hell yeah. I had to shout them out. They're my friends. I yeah. love them. And they do cool things with the cannabis industry. So fuck mm-hmm. yes. Shout well, it's good out. to it's you know, it's good to have like homies like that. And that's mm-hmm. actually a good segue into what I was gonna kind of bring up next is so like let's go back into your show. So mm-hmm. like so you started this show just Joshin with Joss, and then mm-hmm. it kind of evolved to also do Pot of Portland, correct? Um, Did you, you started Pot of Portland was just like kind of like a little offshoot of that. It was like definitely separate because I was just like fucking around on Instagram lives, and I was like, okay. I'm gonna just eat these um, edibles live and do. It reminds me of I Love Lucy when she did the 
the cough syrup and she kept mm. like fucking it up and they kept having her drink it, and then she was so fucked up that she couldn't <laughs> pronounce it i love i love lucy but um so i just thought oh that would be fun right mm-hmm. so it started off with local brands um there was a actually they're still in business um Oh damn! My so mind what? What just got you? Blink. It's okay. What got you inspired to want to start doing a podcast? Oh, uh, a couple coworkers and I were talking about irrational fears because I have them, mm. and uh, we were like, we should make a podcast. And I went home and researched it, and then I bought the stuff. Nice. And I was like, I'm gonna fucking do this. Fuck yeah! So yeah, that's what's up. Yeah. So, but like, so you just basically started before you were even ready. You just hit record and just went with it. No, so I liked. I didn't know where to start. Um, so I do this thing where back in school, remember when you had to like write a book report or a paper? They'd be like, do an outline first. Mm-hmm. You know, a rough draft, an outline. So if I'm like stuck on something, I'll do like an outline or a rough draft of what I'm trying to do. So for my podcast, I wanted different segments. So I wrote out the different segments. I came up with the name, what it's about. Mm. Um, and then like the topics that it would be. So like for just Joshing with Joss, I wanted it to kind of be a variety of things. So you have um, pieces you of Portland. Closer. Yeah. So you have pieces of Portland, which is the pop. And then you have the irrational fears, which is if this happened. And then um, you have the spoon which is kind of like a um, like a soup, like, you know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you, like, remember the soup? <clears throat> what, what do you mean? Like, like oh, so like like the show, the soup? Yeah, the oh, soup okay, that, like, gotcha, did all gotcha. the different, like, clips of yeah, the, yeah, like, yeah, shows yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So technically, yeah. he was Tosh.0 oh before Tosh.0. Oh. oh, my God, that's that's like so disrespectful to him like well we're probably talking about the same person but the show is like amazing it was great no no i love the soup because i remember when tosh.0 came out i was just like this is basically the soup yeah that i was like i mean i don't get wrong i love daniel tosh but it was just like and now ridiculous you're just no ridiculousness i can't can't do ridiculousness did you like that show mckenzie which one ridiculousness i don't think i watched it it mm-hmm. was the one with uh, Rob Diedrich and it's Chelsea, like, like Chanel West Coast, and uh, I can't remember who the other people are, but it, it was, like was it's on MTV twenty four seven. I probably did. watch You probably it. saw it at the Social Club playing because they always oh, had it on loop down. there. I, I probably did and didn't yeah. realize what yeah. I was watching. It was just I don't really like that show either. Like I remember I watched. I remember like when it first started, I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of funny at times. But then it was just like, all right, this is just kind of just it's it, it tries too hard. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like Rob Dietrich's having fun doing it. Yeah, like, it's it, a it, weird it, one. It looks really forced. I mean, don't I love Rob Dietrich, but it's just like I mean, it made him a lot of fucking money. So jokes on me. But yeah. I just like I mean, yeah, you can. Be be hated and and make a bunch of money but like hopefully he doesn't look like he's enjoying it though yeah mm-hmm. i would want to enjoy it absolutely that's why that's why we get into this sort of shit right yeah so yeah this the spoon is like a um i don't know what the right word so were this... you when you when you when you started your podcast were you like intimidated with how many podcasts there already are no because um i'm not competing with anyone mm-hmm. this podcast is for me mm. 
do you ever like pay attention to like stats and how you're kind of like ranking and like you know downloads and stuff like that yeah and, only because i want to get paid yeah absolutely so right. that's the only reason i pay attention that's the goal and yeah I'm almost there i'm right almost there i i almost definitely there. have done better this year than i have the last three years nice <clears throat> nice so like if you if you don't mind me asking like how many downloads are you averaging like per episode like within like you know like between one episode and another um i say 30 to 40 nice yeah. nice that's not terrible though no like no that's not bad at all but again i'm not competing with anyone so like those numbers don't really matter to me what matters is the impact and if it has a mm -hmm. positive impact on people and it's um, so much fun yeah it's so much fun i mean shit look what we just did right now like we just got fucking super fucking lit and then mm -hmm. we're hanging out talking on mics and bullshitting like how yeah. would you not want to make a living doing that <laughs> it's, it's like the most fun thing to do yeah. when it comes to being people like us because mm -hmm. also you're you're very natural at talking at, at the on the mic you don't yeah. really like you know like it's, I, I listened to some of your earlier stuff and oh, I, yeah. I could definitely tell you were dipping your toes into the water a little bit oh but i was then, nervous as fuck but then as time goes on you really started to gain your um you know you 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 know you started to really gain your confidence in there and you started to really say like all right i know what i'm doing like mm -hmm. hey do you want to hang out and be on my show all right let's hang out and do it yeah. you know and it was it was it was a lot of fun having like hanging out with you and everything like that the social club i really appreciate you having Thank me you. on too that was actually a blast yeah no i have a great time um i have social anxiety really bad and it's so weird because i love doing things like this i love getting up on stage and doing comedy, but I still get nervous where my legs start shaking. I can't look at anyone in the eyes. Mm. I start like forgetting how to hold a mic. Like it's just a lot. So I have to get really stoned sometimes in order to <laughs> relax. And like a lot of my early episodes, I was fucking blazed. That's the best way to do oh it. Oh my God. That's why I, I like do to get like nice and lit before I do this podcast. Look at Mackenzie over there. She can't even barely see us. Right. right now. That's why I'm are saying. So and then I would forget because <laughs> I'm a stoner. So I had to like write my notes down. And so like when I'm researching a guest, I would like write my notes and like have a note. And I did I'm, that like, at the beginning. Yeah. I would have like notes of what I wanted to talk about and shit like that but then i got to a point where i was just like thinking if i'm having this person on the show i already know what i want to talk to him about anyway because there's yeah. a reason i wanted to have him on the show so yeah fuck it let's just we'll guide it around this and then we'll you do the would thing say and that but like for someone like me who has anxiety i say okay i could be thinking about my jokes all day long and as soon as i get on stage boom it's out of my head oh absolutely out of absolutely. my head i don't know so i started writing notes on my phone so that i just I have it. And when I first went up the first like two or three times here in Portland, I actually like wrote down notes on uh, pieces of paper and put them in my pocket. And I'd be like, mm. all right, guys, let me pull this note out. And yeah. So. So let's go ahead and dive into that. So you're doing the podcast and now you started to dive into stand up. Yeah. What, what made you decide to want to start doing stand up comedy? Because I, I've done it a couple times myself. I want to start doing it more because I really find it enjoyable. And I, when I get, when you get that kind of groove going a little bit, I've had it a couple times and it was really addicting and I want yeah. to have it more. So tell me what inspired you to want to get into it and tell me about that first open mic. Okay. So, um, I'm kind of like, I love to try all kinds of different things. That's why like my career background is so different. I've been a nurse. I've been a dancer, exotic dancer. I've been a um, cook. Wasn't I expecting that one. I'm not mm -hmm. even going to lie. Yeah, Were no. you Mackenzie? 
Mackenzie's no. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, when nope. I was <laughs> when I was 18, I saw this commercial for the Dolphin. Don't ask me why they had commercials at that time. But I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to go do this. And I went down there. It's like one in the morning. I went up to the bouncer. And I was like, hi, um, I'm here to audition. So do I just go on stage? And he was like, no, you <laughs> go to the back door and knock on it. And you ask to audition tomorrow morning tomorrow that's when my morals come out <laughs> yeah no i came back with my best friend and she like ended up doing it too so that helped me so much because i was nervous as fuck and she was like i'll do it too i was like fuck yes let's do it <laughs> together so yeah we did it for like two years nice that's funny yep and then i got a job offer from one of my regular regulars for this uh <laughs> For a CNA job. <laughs> That's quite a transition. It was. Well, I mean, both jobs are taking care of people, you know. Yeah. You know, you're you're looking out for your, your fellow human. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Customer service at its finest. But um, I've always wanted to work with people. I've always loved dealing with people. Customer service is one of the things I've always done. And so, A, I'm fucking hilarious and knew that, like, I could tell jokes to people just like anything. And, like, right now, I know you're trying really hard not to laugh, and it's okay, but I know I'm fucking hilarious. You caught me. Yeah. Wah, wah. So, I was like, I'm going to go on stage. And it was a trip to California with a friend of mine. And I was like, I'm going to do stand-up. I'm going to try stand-up out there. Because if mm -hmm. I suck at it and they all hate me, I'll never see them again. There you go. Mm -hmm. And then I looked up this club. <laughs> You're like, I'm like a ninja. Yeah. I looked up this club and I was like, okay, I'm going to try it there in uh, North Hollywood. And then she was like, ooh, North Hollywood? That's, that's ballsy. Your first time. And I was like, what? What was the name of the place? Do you remember? Fuck no. Okay. No. I like was so nervous and then the and then I had to go first and I was not expecting that and then he fucked up on my last name which I thought was the easiest part so I was really like this sucks it's happened to me He's before like, too welcome to the stage Jocelyn Boyer I'm like what <laughs> who the fuck is Boyer I'm not French bitch <laughs> right like damn oh no but when I was a stripper I they were like uh this the manager, his name was Sarge. <laughs> it was some weird army shit, I swear. But Sarge was like, do you have a stage name? I was like, no. What should my stage name be? He's like, you look Russian. So Natasha. There okay. you go. Yeah. So it was Natasha for a while. And then Ma Michaela for like the rest of the time natasha and michaela mm -hmm. somebody's listening like oh i know who that is oh but fun fact <laughs> if you call me either one of those names i will play dumb yeah <laughs> i had one guy chase me down michaela michaela i was like excuse me no that's not me i gaslit the shit out of him but now you kind of out yourself because you're oh, like, I, no, oh, I saw you on this podcast you're on video saying <laughs> i'd be right like now. you weirdo you waited all this time they're big the fans of yours they've been listening to your show for a long time i would expect them to be from vegas then because there are some weird ass people in vegas let me tell you time. it was a great time. time before we go into vegas talk let's yeah. talk a little bit more about stand-up so like tell me about that first open mic experience like what did you did you do well did mm. you bomb mm -mm. have you bombed yet 
Okay, so the first experience I did well, I had a throwaway joke. That's what they call it, a throwaway joke. But it's this joke about these ducks because it's fucking hilarious. And I use it for icebreakers. It's about these three women that go to heaven and St. Peter comes out and says, hey, whatever you do, don't step on a duck. And they're like, okay. They walk through the gates, ducks everywhere. First woman steps on a duck. St. Peter comes with the ugliest guy she's ever seen, chains them together and says your punishment for stepping on a duck is to be chained to this ugly guy for all eternity. Second woman goes a couple weeks, steps on a duck. Same thing. St. Peter not missing a beat, chains them together. Third woman doesn't step on a duck. Years and years go by. St. Peter appears one day with the most gorgeous person she's ever seen. Chains them together. Doesn't say a word. Walks away. She looks up at them. They look down at her. She says, I don't know what I did to deserve you. And they look down at her and say, I don't know about you, but I stepped on a duck. They laughed a lot harder than that. But... (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I'm also really lit right no, now. No, that's too. good. I'm it's more fine. lit than a jack o' lantern. As for bombing, I have definitely had weird energy like this, where it's like people Fuck are. You. <laughs> Fuck you! You're trying to do stand-up material on a podcast. Come on, saying, you can't expect it to have the same punch. <laughs> it was actually pretty funny. I'm sure if I saw it live, I probably it probably would have had a different environment. You what, know, what would be different? Because the it would joke, be in a stand-up the, environment. The the joke is still a joke. You so know? when you tell someone, you know, you're like, oh, here's a stand-up joke. There's a different energy that it brings mm-hmm. rather than just doing it. I think so. Whenever I have like friends tell me a stand-up joke, they're like, hey, like, you know, like, unless they're like ones. workshopping it, they're like, hey, what do you think of this? Or something like that. See, I just tell someone a joke. Well, no, I mean, like, I get that. but I did, just say, did you write that joke? joke? Did you Hell make it no, up? no, I didn't write that joke. Did you I tell it, it on stage? Yeah, I told it. I told them it was it wasn't an originated joke by me. Oh, That's why okay. they call it a throwaway joke. Well, tell me, like, have you written any jokes? Yeah. Like, let me hear one that you wrote. Oh, my gosh. After that? Okay, fine. Well, you're so confident. I am. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Like I said. <laughs> like I said. I know I'm funny, so I don't care. Um, no, you're cool. That's oh, why I wanted to have I you know, on the podcast. I know. Okay, so here's here's the thing. Um, kids are psycho. They are fucking psycho. Okay, That's I true. yes, I have a son who is 15. He's a little like different psycho than when he was a kid. As a kid, he was like crazy psycho. He would not sit still. Like, he had so much energy. There were a couple times that I fell asleep and woke up. And I will not talk about it to this day. So, having him 24-7 because he would wake up at the crack of dawn. Like, I would even try to get this kid to stay up later so that he would sleep in later. And no. As soon as the sun hit. Boom. So, he was five and we got a puppy. And this puppy was so great. And I hear the puppy one day yelping. And he's down on the ground, like limping around. My son's up on the deck staring at him. And I'm like, what happened? He's like, I don't know. I'm like, no, you do know what happened. He's like, I thought he could fly. And I was like, what? He's like, I saw him on a show. I'm like, what kind of show did you see? He's like, he was supposed to have wings grow up. That's Paw Patrol. He has a backpack on. You thought the puppy was to have mechanical wings sprout out? <laughs> Fucking no. Nope. That's not how puppies work. So please don't throw the puppy over the railing again. He won't fly. So we learned a lesson that day. Then a couple of weeks later, he the puppy comes running in. And I'm like, why are you all wet? And you smell like bleach. 
It's because my son found cleaner on the counter and he thought he was spraying him with water. No, that's 409. Yeah. So kids are a psycho. Like my daughter. That's true. Kids are fucking crazy. My daughter's a different level of psycho. She will say shit that like I remember if I said as a kid, I would have like seen stars. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, I would really? have seen stars. I would have got my ass kicked. Mm. So see, it makes me worried for when my daughter becomes a teenager because she's so cool now. And I know this ain't going to last forever. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm really hoping that that's not going to be too big of an issue <laughs> whenever yeah. we get older, because luckily she's really cool, but I'm excited to come out with you and like do some stand up and shit because I've done it a little bit too. And it was a lot of fucking fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I also really enjoy the, the time of sitting and writing jokes too. Mm -hmm. because it's like it's kind of like a like a little almost like a puzzle in a way because you have to find like certain ways to connect things and make it funny and like punchy and like surprising at the same time mm -hmm. like i remember this one joke that i said on stage that fucking killed it the first time i did i said what is it about a line of crystal meth that says my face itches <laughs> that one fucking got a huge response on there mm -hmm. and then i have like this kind of like bit that i go into it from there because but it was it's a lot of fun i want to go out and start doing it a lot more Sorry, it's hot. Do you want me to open the window? Let me open the window. Just one sec. I'm like sweating. Sorry. Mm -mm, you're good. I am just. How you doing, Mackenzie? Good. Yeah. <laughs> you chill? Mm -hmm. Chilling? Whew. I'm chilling, chilling. I mean, but I you are chilling. <laughs> and like Polly Short and Sino Man chilling. I have a quick question. Don't tax my gig so hardcore, Cruster. <laughs> I have not seen that in a long time. Dude, I've been binging on Polly Shore movies for a minute now. Yeah. Like watching them in I love order Pauly to Shore. watch Encino Man. And it's crazy because they're all connected to Encino Man, Son in Law, and In the Army Now all take place in the same universe. And what's ironic is that the thing that connects them is Link. Mm. the character link because mm -hmm. he's the caveman in encino man and then in son-in-law he shows up at a party mm -hmm. there's like a part where he just like takes a frog off his head and then he just takes a bite out of it and then in the in the army now he walks up to them in the cafeteria while they're out in the fucking desert in the army and then if you read his name tag it says link mm. and then he says hey don't eat the chicken it tastes just like frog and he takes Dang. a roll off of it. He's I like, love those enjoy little things. And so it's like, it's almost like it's connected. And each one, except for it. So in son-in-law, he kind of looks at him like he recognizes him for a second. And then he's like, nah. And then he walks away. And then in, in the army now, when he walks away from him, he's just like, like, mm -hmm. he's like shaking. Like he knows him from somewhere. Mm -hmm. Fucking Polly Shore. It's a dream of mine to get him on the podcast sometime. We're, he, I'm going to manifest that and make that oh, shit yeah. happen. Cause he parties in Vegas. Yeah. Speaking of Vegas. Yeah. Buddy. Yeah. We got to hang out in Vegas together. That was a lot of fun. Okay. I have a favor to ask you. Let's do it. This is a huge favor. So my boss is bugging me. He's like blowing up my phone. Is it cool if I go do a quick delivery and come back and we dive into Vegas? Because I feel like stressed a little bit because he's like blowing it up. And sure. That's fine. Is that okay? Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, so cool. sorry. No, that's I'm cool. So sorry. And if you if you have to take off at some point, totally cool. Yeah, no worries. I got I'm everything. So no worries. Sorry. We'll um, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Handle so business. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Totally. He's just like stressing me out.
Absolutely. No problem. I'm excited because like, like, so let's jump back actually where we were before we, you know, randomly took this break. What's up people? We're back. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I felt like it was a good breaking stop because you were like, let's dive into Vegas. I'm like, Ooh, this is perfect. Yeah. No, good call. Let's come back to Vegas. Because Vegas, I had to really think about it. That trip almost didn't happen for me. I know it was really last minute for you. Yeah. And so like, so tell me how that like freaking like it, it was, it was really cool to run into you first of yes, all, because yes. like that was the most random thing ever. Like, and I've talked about it on the podcast already. And I was like, you were like the last person that I was ever expecting to run into. I know. And it was so crazy too, how it led up to it. But basically, um, the trip almost didn't happen because I got like a unofficial notice to move. So I was like, oh, fuck, I got to start looking and I'm stressed. And then I was like, I shouldn't go on this trip. That's irresponsible. And then my coworker was like, I was nominated. And I'm thinking about going. I'm like, you know what? We could drive there. She's like, let's mm. do it. I'll split shit with you. I'm like, fuck it. All right, let's go. That's that's irresponsible. Splitting nice. It. Did they hook up her t- hotel and everything like that? Too? No, but oh, we got the hookup okay. on it. So nice. that was that's what's cool. up. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what's up. Where, where so, were you guys staying? Um, the, was it the Luxor? I think it was the Luxor that we stayed at. Yeah. We stayed at the Luxor for Mm -hmm. two nights or three nights. Um, but it was a lot of fun. And then the first night that we got in, we literally got into town, checked into the hotel, took a shower, got ready and made it to where you met up for the, um, shuttle. Yeah. Where we ran into you. So. What happened was we were on the other side of that hotel waiting for the shuttle over by the taxi oh. loop. And like we, me and Charlie, shout out to Cannabis Charlie. Yeah, Hi shout there. out. What's up, buddy? It's good to see you again. That was cool meeting you. We actually got into a fight because she was annoying the shit out of me. Oh, <laughs> okay, Charlie. So what happened was uh, we got there and we were waiting for the free shuttle. But she was like antsy about it. She was like, what if we don't get there in time? What if we don't get in? And I'm like, girl, no, there's a whole shuttle. Like, we'll be fine. <laughs> and she's like, we should just take an Uber. Uh, Uber was $30. Oh, yeah. You got to take Lyft over there. It's a lot better. It, Lyft was the same. I was like, fuck that. Oh, this really? This is free. You were hip- yeah, okay. This is free. We could, what? Just be patient. So we got into it a little bit. And then I finally was like, I don't give a fuck. Like, do whatever. If you want to take a lift, fuck it. I'm done arguing. I'm going to smoke this blunt. Just <laughs> like, you need it. <laughs> Hate that shit. But uh, <laughs> then we, like, smoked. Ended up smoking the whole blunt. Calming down. Being like, all right, look. Let's just go walk to the other side. See if, like, people are over there. Because no one's around here. And we're to, like... I don't know. Let's just see. So we walked over and then I had asked somebody if they were waiting for the shuttle to the house party. And they were like, yeah, I'm like, all right, cool. We're in the right place. Mm -hmm. And then it was like three boys. And I was like, if you see the shuttle open up and we are not on it, can you let us know? Can you like look out for us? And they were like, yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. Then I saw you. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember looking over and I was just like, what the fuck? (laughs) And it was, it was funny because, um, whenever, 
it was because I don't know. I just decided not to go to the party. Mm-hmm. Like, but I was just like, I, it was it was funny because there was something in my gut. I was walking through and I was just like, well, let's just let's just walk over there and maybe there's somebody I know that's gonna go and I can shoot the shit with them for a second. I didn't think it was gonna be you. I know, like, right? I thought for sure it would be like somebody I already met from Vegas from last year or something like that. But I'm really glad you got to go because yeah. for those that are like you know having a podcast or a show or something like that, those those networking word of mouth is like the best way to uh, make shit really start happening a hundred percent you know how many people know you from that convention like (laughs) the one of the booths uh shout out to high bud tenders yeah the high bud tenders i love the high shout out fucking uh jarell and rocky Mm -hmm. i I love them they're fucking amazing so we were talking and i said i'm from portland and my buddy is from portland they're like oh yeah we also were on a podcast from portland so crazy uh hippie speedball i was like what joe so yeah and then someone else said your name too i was like what the fuck damn well it's a it's a good place to go and i'm I'm really thank thanks for everybody in las vegas for showing me lots of love that was that's really cool to hear because i'm i don't hear that a lot and so it's like i know what's happening but it's just kind of like it's cool thank you thank you vegas i appreciate it but those things are like next level when it comes to growing stuff like it's really underestimated it's worth the investment it always is because like every time i've gone there like i've only gone to g4 twice but every time i've gone to vegas or something like that there's always been like a before and an after Mm -hmm. because normally i'm meeting really cool people i'm spreading the word and it's got like and then i'll get like a little uptick in plays and subscribers and stuff like that and it's it's a lot of fucking fun to go there and plus you're in fucking vegas <laughs> like, i went ziplining down fremont yes yeah yes. we gotta hang out on fremont yes. we got oh yeah we went together that's yeah. right i forgot we went and ate at that one place too Coney. Was, we got yes. conies i just yes. made those for dinner the other night mm. i was craving so a coney like a motherfucker for those that don't know i'm talking about like a coney island dog like with the, the hot dog the ketchup the mustard the chili the onions the cheese mm-hmm. forget about it it's it so is good. so fucking good I was and, craving those like crazy the other night. It was lame because we couldn't get the same times. So mm-hmm. you and your girl went first. And then I went after, or I went first, and you went after. I can't you, remember. Uh, you went first. Oh we yeah, were, we yeah. were waiting with your homegirl, uh, Charlie. Yeah, we were waiting with her uh, down there and just kind of hanging out. And then I was just like, "Hey, we gotta go." I was and so scared. I, I'm really glad that we ran into you too because that night started like really, really stressful for me. Mm-hmm. And it was like, and it wasn't. Uh, it it was like it was my fucking homeboys that really pissed me off. <laughs> Oh, always. Like, and it was, it was because like I was waiting for them, and then because I had that bottle of Jack that I was drinking, and then I finished that, and then I was wanting to go get another drink, and then it was like I was waiting for them, and they were like, "Okay, we, we're gonna go over here," and then like one of them wanted some food, and I was like, mm-hmm. well, "Well, let's go get you some food, and then we can probably get a drink there, wherever we're at," mm-hmm. and then we went and got food. He didn't want to wait in the line at Evil Pie, and then which was. Jokes on you, Doug. Evil pie is delicious. I mean, it's I would have so waited in line. Did you eat at evil pie yet? No, oh but my I God. want to now. It was so good. It's a whole. Okay. It's a pizza place, and the whole thing's dedicated to like evil Knievel. Oh, like they have like one of his motorcycles in there. They have a bunch of like posters like and shit. Like, and the pizza is fucking fire. And when you like go in there, too. and when you go in there, it's um, uh, it's it, you'll really feel like you're like in Portland. Mm. Whenever you go in there, okay, it's got that sort of Hawthorne kind of vibe. It's really mm. dark. It's got stickers on everything. It's got a lot of really cool Does shit. It have up someone in there. with tattoos and like dirty hair working in the back, being like, "I'll be right out." Yeah, in the front, you know. <laughs> Put your order in. Okay, <laughs> we're out of pineapple. 
Sorry. <laughs> but it's a really good place to eat and they have really good uh, drinks there too. It's a fucking dope place. But then we were ended up like it, it it's like a whole situation and then they were um they they were basically taking too fucking long and I was tired of waiting and I was like, all right, I'll just fucking catch up with you guys. I'm out. <laughs> I'm going to get a fucking drink. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, let me wait. And then like I waited across the street and then like three light cycles went by and they didn't cross. I'm like, I'm fucking out of here. Yeah. So I left and then luckily I ran into you and shit. And then I ran into a couple other homegirls that night too. And it was a lot of fucking fun. I totally forgot we ran in on Fremont too. That yeah. is nuts. We we met up on Fremont. We didn't yeah. just run it. Yeah, we okay, planned on meeting Okay, that's what I thought. Up. See, yeah. I was so high those three days that I was there because it was like free weed. Um, plus, we brought a bunch. Yeah. Um, because if you drive, you're going to bring a bunch. 100%. Duh. Yeah, that's one thing. I, 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 I've I never driven down there. I always Ooh. fly. I, I really love driving. I love driving. Love it because you don't have to worry about someone crashing the plane. We'll just, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Although I'm going to be, you know, getting my pilot's license. So mm. I'll be able to fly my own fucking way down there someday. <laughs> that's I what I'm not really... get on. I just, I hate flying so oh, really? much. I fucking hate it. And the smaller it. the plane. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. I would love it. Oh my God. You'd be <laughs> like, just get in right on the other side. Okay. Don't worry about the noises. <laughs> it's still be loud. It's okay. Don't worry. Airplanes are so much more safe than people realize though. Like oh, there are, I don't care. You know really what? It's, people say that, but 99% I, of the time it's because the pilot made a mistake and they usually are flying within a realm that they're not capable of flying in. There's all I'm sorts scared. of reasons. I am scared as fuck for flying. It's too high up. I'll be honest. It's too high up for me. You're like, humans um, were not meant to be that high no, in the air. It, it's too high up. And so, like, I remember coming back from Vegas one time, and this lady was sitting next to me, and she's like, I've been flying my whole life, blah, 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 blah. I was like, okay. And I'm just scared. I'm, like, waiting for this edible to kick in. Like, oh, my God, I don't want to be on it. here. Next time that happens, if you're ever off flying, you should pull like a bridesmaids and you should be like, I had a dream that the plane crashed and you were in it. <laughs> Say that to her. Oh my God. No, we oh, hit turbulence. She'd be like, what the fuck? And the plane started shaking a little bit. Yeah. And I hear her go, oh my, I have never been through something like this. Bitch, if you do not shut the fuck up. <laughs> What's really crazy is whenever it hits these little, whenever it hits these little like upwind drafts and then it'll yeah. be flying and then the whole plane will just go like, yeah, and just kind of like that is drop not fun like for that. Me. Nope. I'm not saying it's fun, but it's fucking crazy. My, my first mm-hmm. time flying, I was actually sick my very first time I ever flew and I was flying out to Detroit. And when I went out there, it was like that was my first time experiencing that, but I I don't know I didn't mind it at all. But I I've I've, I've flown to Detroit, I've flown to Hawaii, I've flown to Vegas a bunch of times to and from. I think it's PTSD from my mom thinking that it was fun to drag me on all of those octopus rides at the carnival. <laughs> I hated that shit so much. The spider and oh, everything yeah. where they just spins around as it's. How'd you like you. the zip line? I hated all that shit. Hated all of it. You didn't like the zip line? No. Oh, the zip line. Oh, I was thinking the zipper. Remember oh. the zipper? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. I like as soon as you said <laughs> zip, I was like, oh. The zipper wasn't fun. I never liked the zipper. Everybody the was zipper. always like, Oh, Lagoon in the Zip. It was never my thing. I'm not a roller coaster fan. I was always more of a tilt a whirl kind of guy. I can handle <laughs> one time. I like roller that. coasters, though. I do mm-hmm. like roller coasters. Or I like um, uh, some of the ones that'll just bring you like straight up in the air. Like those ones are a lot of fun, too. Mm-hmm. They have one over mm-hmm. at California Adventure. It brings you up like it's like 190 feet, some shit like that. 
and I would look it up, but unfortunately, Mackenzie had to dip out. Mackenzie, thanks <laughs> for hanging out on I'm the first sorry, section. I'm sorry, Mackenzie. She's probably it's like this good. bitch. No, no, no. Uh, she had a really good time. She's no, going to be coming kidding. back through. No, but I am scared of those rides too because of those videos. Remember that one video of that kid that fell out? Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I'm really proud of you for going on the zip line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was, I almost chickened out at the it's end. It's a lot higher when you get up oh there. Oh my God. Huh? And then you have to like step off. They're I like, know. just step off and hang. There's I'm like, like <gasps> that feeling when your feet aren't touching the ground anymore. Yeah, I was terrified. It's like the same feeling. It's like when you didn't know how to swim and your feet can't touch it anymore. It's like that. You like can't like, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's such I, a weird feeling. I was so scared. And then, and then I'm you're hanging just there. kind of hanging there at mm-hmm. the mercy of their at the mercy of them once, hoping they hooked it up right. Right. Like once we started going for a little while, I was like, oh, hey, waving at everyone like an idiot. Like who, who's wa- looking up waving at me? But me, I'm Sometimes waving at. Yeah. OK, well, they weren't. I was just like <laughs> so excited about it. I was like, OK, I'm waving. Haha. This is almost over. Good. But yeah, no, heights scare the shit out of me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, not my thing. I try. I push myself because I try to get out of my comfort zone. So I've done all the zip lines in Vegas now. Mm, nice. I've done the really tall one. Did you do the you did the one at the Rio? Yeah, that nice. one. Oh my god, I have a video of me. It just looks like I'm. I hate it on the ride the entire time. Like I have my eyes closed for the first half because I'm like, mm 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 mm. It's just like one chair attached, and you're like. 500 feet up in the air yeah you're really fucking high up in there for those that don't are don't know what we're talking about like i'm actually just gonna go ahead and post a little clip of it right now like and you can see it's like the fucking from one skyscraper basically yeah. to another over at the rio in vegas you it know looks there's really a, cool. a rooftop bar that you have to go through before getting on that zip line they're like yeah just go right out on the rooftop bar that has no railing except it's at ankle high I will say, mm, nope. I will say, I have never felt so light. Oh, I felt yeah. like a breeze was just a pick me right up and take me right oh, over the God, edge. Oh my God, yeah. When you're that high up, it's a whole different feeling with the People way the wind were dancing. Blows. They were dancing and drinking. I was like, you idiots. What if you stumble over? And then they open the gate and the workers are attached. And you're like, okay, where's my harness? Right. And they're like, just come right out and get in the seat. I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm. <laughs> I'm not attached to anything. And they weigh you because you can't weigh more than like 500 pounds combined. So you're mm. like, uh, can we make sure we weigh right? Like, it's the opposite want. of the heart attack grill. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that was terrifying. And then um, they release you down. You go super fast and you're like, oh, does this thing have brakes? Yeah. At the end, it just stops you right away. Like mm-hmm. hard. And then it brings you back up, going backwards just as fast. And then it'll stop. And I know this trick, so I didn't look. But my husband, he looked. And it was like dangling us over the edge. And he was like, oh, shit. I was like, yeah, that's why you don't look. Mm. Dumb. Dumb. <laughs> I knew better. I knew that was coming. Mm, that's yeah. fucking, hey, at least you did it, though. That's what's up. Yeah. I don't think I could do it again. Well, hey, you'd only have to do it once. Yeah, so you don't have exactly. to do it. Exactly. My son, he stresses me out. He loves parkour and all that shit. He loves zip lines. Parkour. Oh, my gosh. Parkour, parkour. Yeah, no, no joke. He loves parkour, and I'm like, I can't watch you do that. I can't watch you backflip off a, a ledge and land on a padded floor. Mm. Mm-mm. How old is he? 15. 15. 
Wow, yeah. You don't look like you have a 15 year old. Thank you. <laughs> this one customer, she was like, no one guesses my age. I'm like, oh yeah, I feel you. How old do you think I am? She's like, I'd say 35. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> Shh. That's not how you play this game. Right. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to guess the correct age. Is that how old you are? 35? Yeah. Oh, okay. I wouldn't have guessed that. Thank you. I thought, I thought for sure you would be like late twenties or my age, Aww, like thanks. 30, 31. Cause I'm 31. I'm about to be 32 in like a couple weeks. 86 baby year of the tiger. 1990. I'm as old as the nineties themselves. <laughs> I, I grew up in the nineties. So honestly, like I feel like if you were a kid of the nineties, um, you can survive anything because parents didn't give a shit. Well, exactly. Like I, I say, we're the last of the latchkeys mm. because, and for those that don't know, a latchkey kid is like a kid that basically raises themselves. Because oh, thank they have God, to have... I did not know what that was. I was like, oh, okay, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. You're like, sure, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll Google that later. <laughs> yeah, right. You're like, the fuck is a latchkey? I'm like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be. So they call them that because, like, you know, they would, they would, like, you know, like, uh, leave the latch open so they could get in the house. Mm. Like, a parent would be working and stuff like that's what the term comes from. Damn, that's my parents were latchkeys. so like that. Yeah, me too. But yeah, yeah, I had working parents, so like, I basically mm -hmm. raised myself since I was like eight years old. Oh, kangaroo! I set my microwave on fire. Nice. And I didn't know what to do, so I called nine one one, and the <laughs> fire department came. And my grandma luckily arrived before any police arrived, but my mom was pissed. Oh, I bet. She was like, Jocelyn, what the hell? Don't call the police. Don't call the fire department. Let the ship burn. <laughs> we need that insurance money. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let CPS get involved. Right. The um uh like and the crazy thing is is like a lot of us like we're also the the reason why our generation feels so different is because like we're the also the last ones that remember what it was like before the internet. And so we we remember dial up. We yep. remember when flip phones first started coming out. We remember the first like Blackberries into Androids into the iPhone into the touchscreen. Like we saw the evolution of all this. And we remember the world before it. I so it's this were, really yeah. weird dichotomy in mm -hmm. our head. And not to mention that a lot of us, you know, with nine 11, we witnessed mass murder from being kids and teenagers. I mean, even before that with Columbine, I was just talking to, See, I remember Columbine too. I remember watching that live on the news when yeah. I was like, uh, I was eight because it was April of 99 when it mm -hmm. happened. And but before Columbine, there was no like, uh, real fear of school shootings. We didn't practice. Well, there was the both. So yeah, there was. There was one. And but it we was... didn't practice the preparing for school shootings until after Columbine. Mm, okay. That's what I remember. Well, from there was school. also the uh, the Springfield shooting with Kip Kinko. Right. What mm -hmm. I'm saying is schools didn't practice. Yeah, Columbine uh, put it on another level for mm -hmm. sure. I remember specifically watching on the news when I was like, yeah, I was eight years old and I was at my babysitter's house and I remember. Like it was like in the morning and it was before we went to school because uh, like Denver is like an hour ahead of us. Mm -hmm. So like it already was going on before I went to school and mm -hmm. I was watching it on the news and I remember seeing live the footage of the one kid who had been shot and he's like crawling out the window, mm -hmm. like trying to get their attention and shit. And you see it from the helicopter view. Yeah. I remember being eight years old watching that shit. Yeah. Like and that, that Columbine shit is fucking crazy. Like, well, was... I mean, just like throughout history. Like there was a space shuttle that blew up on live TV oh, that yeah, we were watching in classrooms because it was like a monumental mm. history that this uh, Challenger was going up in space with all these people. And I remember it blowing up and being like, what the fuck? One thing that's really crazy is the um, 
the one of the people that was in there was because um, when did the Challenger blow up? Wasn't it in like the early nineties? I'm or? terrible with dates. Okay. I did research. Damn it, Mackenzie. <laughs> I know. I did research the Ashley Miranda and uh, when that was two thousand two. Um, it was two thousand two, but in two thousands when uh, Scott Harpert's got released from Death Row, so mm. it was like within two years where these two monumental things in my life had happened. So that's why like Oregon City is. Somewhere that I've lived for a, a long time, um, but also not a place that I love. Okay. I, yeah. I never really uh, lived around here, been around here until I moved out here. So, because I had lived mostly in Southeast Portland most mm-hmm. of my life. And then I also went to high school in like the Clackamas and Milwaukee because I went to Milwaukee High. Oh, okay. And shit. And so, like, I went to high school around that area and everything. So, I'd, I'd, I don't, I like it out here. It's definitely a dark story right there. But yeah, sorry to bring down your podcast. I wasn't <laughs> going to fine. say anything until you brought it. I was like, nope, don't point it out, don't point it out. And then you were like, oh my god! I no, was like, what? It's all good. So yeah. when, uh, with the, um, it's crazy with the Columbine. Like uh, I went through. So I had a friend of mine who actually he was the uh, one who shot up Clackamas Town Center. He was a good friend of mine. Wait, are you serious? You were friends with him? We're really good friends with him. I yeah. would, took care of his aunt. Oh, I know Tammy very well. Yeah. Well, she killed herself like right after that. I think like a couple years after he did that. Yeah. Well, he was a good friend of mine. And uh, uh, I after that happened, I like I started looking really into these kinds of incidences and stuff like that. And I learned what the real story behind Columbine was and like what they were trying to do and everything. And like and it's crazy because when you look at those two kids, it was just it was a deadly combination of uh, anger and depression. And it was those two just negative clouds on this really low vibration that was just constantly interacting with one another. And it was, it's really fucking sad to look at and everything, but they were fucking just like fucked up. And I remember like the, the story went around that like they were like bullied and stuff like that, but it mm-hmm. actually was quite the opposite. Like they were kind mm-hmm. of like douchebags to other people mm-hmm. and everything. And then they, and then people I would mean, do the same really thing surprising. and everything. Yeah. For it's real. Like it fits the stereotype of like a lot of the school shooters, the mall shooter, um, you know, like I was really sad because before he went and did that, um, from what I had heard from her, he was doing really well, but he had gone through a lot of shit with her from what I had gathered a little bit of. So like when that happened, it was really sad. Um, and yeah, like how did, how did you like handle that? Uh, well, I mean, I shit i mean i didn't really talk about it for like a year after it happened because i just it was a lot to process because you don't and the, the the fucked up thing was is like you you know what he did was so terrible and this is a position i never thought i would ever be in in my life right. and this is something that actually i want to dive more deep into this because this is kind of a perspective that's really lost amongst these stories is for the people that know these people mm-hmm. and the weird the weird mixed feelings that you get about everything because like, you know what this person did was so terrible, but you also know that this person isn't the monster that everybody thinks that they are. You just know mm-hmm. that something happened mm-hmm. and it's like, cause, and that's exactly how it was for me. When I found out it was him, I was like, it literally took me off my feet mm-hmm. because I've known this guy since eighth grade. He lived yeah. with my family. We played guitar together. We skateboarded together. We fucking went to the bar together when we were older. Like I knew him really fucking well. Mm-hmm. And we it, it was it was just crazy because like i had um i the the shooting happened i remember it all being all the news and everything like that and i remember for some reason i had a gut feeling that i was somehow involved 
like I knew I, I that I knew somebody that was there, mm. knew somebody that was maybe shot. Like there was just something about it. I was like, there's something connecting me to this right now. Mm. And I couldn't, and for some reason I couldn't sleep that night and it wasn't, had nothing to do with the shooting. I was just wide awake for some reason. I couldn't fucking sleep. And then when I finally went to sleep, my mom came in the room and she was like, Hey, I'm not trying to wake you up right now, but they're saying on the news that the guy who shot at the mall was Jake. And I was just like, what? Mm-hmm. And then I look and I see the, the news that says mall shooter identified as Jacob Tyler Roberts. And I was just like, I literally sat down and I was like, well, it's a common name. And I was like, Jake Roberts is a really popular name. I mean, fuck, there's Jake the Snake Roberts. He's mm-hmm. a professional wrestler. It's like, you know, it's really, com- that was my first thing yeah. popping up in my mind. I was like, of it's course. not him. It's another Jake Roberts. And then they pulled the curtain and showed his face. And I was like, son of a bitch. Right. Like it was fucking crazy. And then, yeah, you just, and then it was the hardest thing to ever, ever listen to the news about it or hear people talk about it because it's just like, you don't want to like you you don't want to say like hey guys like you know and i remember we tried to have like a celebration for him but then uh once people found out somehow where we were doing it at like the bar was getting like death threats and all this other kind of shit and so like we weren't even able to do anything like that about it it was fucking it was really fucked up it was a whole messed up situation but it was you know it was it um uh definitely mm, how can i put this it definitely changed my uh, light on those situations. So now mm-hmm. I kind of look at them from a little bit more of a holistic perspective, especially knowing somebody who did something similar. So I have that sort of thing that I'm always thinking about and then try to, you know, unpack the reasons why people have done what they do and everything like that. And it's, you know, it's, it's a crazy thing, but anyway, Las Vegas, it's Las Vegas not, is fun. Speaking of shootings, Las Vegas well, is a good place. <laughs> just going back to that real quick. That one's got a lot of fuckery. The Las Vegas shooting, there's a lot of fuckery there. I will say that like your position is not um, one that shouldn't be unheard if we're extending compassion, empathy, and going back to what we started out with, which is the Oregon City murders. Um, I can't speak on Ward Weaver because I'm not directly involved, but what I can speak on is my cousin and her murder. For a long time, I wanted revenge on him and wanted him to die or suffer or do all of that stuff and when i started to really think about like by wishing ill will on somebody you're going down to be on a level that you are judging someone else on yeah you're acting on a low frequency and so it's easy to point fingers and say this person is so awful this person um, doesn't deserve anything. This person deserves all the hate, but it's a lot harder to take a step back and wonder why. Um, and to say like, obviously this person was unwell or this person suffered a great, um, impact, something happened Mm -hmm. and it's not excusing what has happened, but it's empathizing and having compassion for that. Well, you know that this person started as a innocent baby at one point. You know, you can, and then there was you there can was, feel bad, and I'm gonna quote uh, another podcast that deals with true crime. Um, it's called uh, Gruesome, and you can feel bad for the person's hurt child. You can feel bad for that part of their life, but you don't have to feel bad for them taking actions as an adult that inflicted pain onto others. So, of like, course, yeah, definitely. I get where you're like, this was my friend and this was a person and everything. And, like, 
But having, then the action itself is inexcusable. And it's hard. And that's and, what creates the dichotomy in your head. But to have compassion and empathy for both sides. So like to have compassion for Jake's family and friends who are suffering a loss because they are losing someone that they loved, that they didn't see doing this act. Um, and understanding from that standpoint and then from uh, that, the other standpoint, understanding that it's hard for some people to be in a more compassionate or empathetic mindset when they're hurt, when they're suffering. And so it sucks for both sides, especially when someone chooses to not only hurt others because they essentially destroy multiple uh, lines of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's... Uh it's a fucked up situation for sure. So I'm sorry for your loss. Oh, it's a thing. I appreciate that. I, really I appreciate am. that. And I'm sorry you didn't get to have a proper goodbye. I hope you know that like, um, you can always do that. You can always have your own ceremony and like, no matter what other Oh yeah, that's, opinions, that's been taken care of a long yeah. time ago. This was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. It was a long, long, long time ago for sure. That was yeah, definitely just speaking for with. anyone who might be going through something similar. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, the Vegas shooting, there was a lot of fuckery behind that one. The one where the cops were involved and it was like on camera and then like, I can't remember. Is that the one where he was like in one of the hotel rooms? He was, so he was, he was in one of the hotels and he was shooting people down at the concert. Yeah. Yeah. That one, there's a whole lot of fucking weird shit that's going on behind there. Like the, like uh, the fact that the same night that he was, uh, that he shot up that fucking concert also just down the road at the Tropicana, there was a failed assassination attempt on a Saudi Arabian prince. Mm-mm. And then there was armed guards esc- escorting him out. Hmm. And then they never found the guys that were actually there. Hmm. And if you look at the the weird things, like there was a random transaction into his wife's bank account of like a hundred thousand dollars, like just before the shooting happened. Oh, you're saying that he might be set up. Oh, I, I think he was a patsy hundred percent. Uh, oh, like he 100%. didn't do it or like he, no, I think, I think what happened was, is I think he was used as a patsy in an arms deal because he was making these trips out to the desert. And mm-hmm. when they traced his calls, there was all these different calls that were fucking uh, like bounced over. And then that led to like people from like Saudi Arabia and he was meeting up with these people out in the desert and then nobody knew what he was doing on these trips and also it took them over a year to gather all of the footage Mm -hmm. and everything like that and if you actually look at the security footage that they released you can't directly see his face Mm. like it's never a clear image of his face and it was was just there's a lot of fucking weird shit going on there so i think it was an assassination attempt on this prince and then they used him as a patsy came up there killed him shot down at the concert to cause a distraction so you're saying that he didn't even he wasn't involved in the shooting i think that he was used as a patsy Mm. that's what i think too like because there was there was just there's a whole lot of fuckery behind that one you know it's like jfk like there's a lot of weird shit that they do because the government can't be trusted i mean how many tv shows do we know are out there of the shady government part of our government do we even need a tv show can't we just have history (laughs) i mean the government has admitted to being shady like oh remember when we denied ufos by the way those exist oh yeah and exactly well what's really funny was the response from everybody from it it was like you figure it would have been a huge deal because like literally the pentagon came well the pentagon came forward and was like yeah ufos exist we don't know what these things are they're beyond our capabilities yada 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 and then everyone's just like well whatever like this because we were going through the pandemic they were like this is the perfect time to release this trump was wrecking 
havoc. It's all set up. Uh, yeah, everyone it's all planned out. It, well, duh. But I feel like people are becoming smarter and becoming more aware with technology, and so you're getting. A but lot you ever more- notice that the more close, like all the times of great division, are always directly synced up after the times of great unifying. Like if you actually look at the times we're the most unified and we're starting to look at the government, they immediately are like, okay, we need you guys to start fighting about this right now. Yeah. And then it's just a case, a case of divide and conquer. It's very Machiavellian, very Machiavelli. And it's, it's crazy to look at and watch it from like a, a different perspective, especially since I was off social media for like three years mm. and it was also all during 2020. So mm-hmm. I got to, I got to see the world from no influence from social media. And oh, okay. it was, it was, and it created a very unique perspective mm-hmm. for sure. And it's, it's crazy to watch everything going on, but uh, yeah, Las Vegas, fun place. I will say <laughs> that I feel like now we Fucking get lit. bombarded with information from everywhere that like mm-hmm. I, I accidentally relayed a fact that I thought I read in this article and now I'm like not even sure I read the article. Um, I thought I read an article that was like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is so proud of his TV son or his son who's in the TV show and I thought they were naming the guy that plays Homelander on The Boys. Hmm. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Anthony Starving, Arnold Schwarzenegger's son. I can't say his name. But uh, then I said it to a group of friends. I was like, yeah, did you guys know this? And as soon as I said it, I was like, I don't think that's correct. Let me <laughs> let me fact check it. Could not find his real dad at all. Hmm. So now it's like really weird because like, why is his dad so hard to find? Mm, yeah. <laughs> but I haven't found evidence that he's Arnold Arnold's son. So I don't know. I don't know. But <laughs> Vegas. Okay, so going back to Vegas, um, once you got on the bus, we went to the we went to um I Mike heard it was Tyson's. kind of lame. What? Who said it was lame? A handful of people I talked mm, to. They said I it liked was it. just they said it was kind of just bleh. I guess if you were like there at a different party, maybe you were expecting more, but I liked it. Um it was packed. There was a lot of like gourmet foods, which I will say I do not like because if you hand me a cracker with some shit on it and that's it, and I gotta come back for another cracker. That's some bullshit. Right. We're all getting high. Like I just want a plate full of fucking food. Just, so I, you should have just like Taco Bell cater it. <laughs> just a fucking, no, not just after a, that TikTok video I watched. I know I saw that video where they had the dry beef and then they added hot water and then they stirred it. I was like, I knew oh, it. Yeah. It's still delicious. No. It's so good. Ew, it's no. not good for you, but it's dank. You I'm, liked Taco Bell before you watched that? I did, but no, so yeah. No, fuck it, that. It's still delicious. I, you can't. No, I'm it, not going back. It's still good. I got food poisoning from Subway. Mm. I tried going back recently. Nope. I got food poisoning from uh, Chang's one time. Oof. That sucked. Yeah. And especially since like, and it was like, it fucked me up. I was sick for like two days. That one was really gnarly. It took me months to go back. I was yeah. just like, I don't know. Subway, it was the honey mustard. We narrowed Ugh, it down. And I, was, I still can't get honey mustard. My Ugh. son was like, scarred. I can't eat Subway anymore. No. It's fucking just garbage. It is. Did you know, I just recently found this out that in Ireland, actually Subway's bread isn't, they can't consider it bread because of its sugar yes, content. Yes. I read that <laughs> and I was like, of course, that was actually my first job was Subway. 
Oh, really? Mine was Baskin Robbins. Ugh, I loved it because I got free sandwiches all the time. Mm-hmm. I got free ice cream and we oh, used to yeah. do trades with us. Uh, so it was the one on 82nd that was by Winco. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so uh, I worked there. On and Boyer Street. Yeah. That's yeah, my yeah. last name. I know. <laughs> it's cool. And so, uh, and then it was, um, there was a Skipper's that was right there. <gasps> I know. I love that one. And so we used to trade with them. We'd give them ice cream and then they would fucking hook us up with grubs. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Pour yourself some water. <laughs> You're, you're good. But, uh, but it was. At KFC. Oh, shit. Yeah. But okay. it was. Uh, yeah, we were. Um, it was a it was a cool job. Also, we would do trades with uh, Papa John's. Mm. Over, no, not not Papa John's, but Roundtable. They're on 82nd King. Yeah. And then we would hook them up with like, we'd be like, hey, what do you guys want? We just hook them up with like milkshakes or banana splits, ice cream. And then they would just give us a large pizza. That was a fun job. I got I got my first blow job at that place. <laughs> Right, the back room. <laughs> I uh, I worked at KFC for my second job um, because I had gotten locked up when I worked at Safeway for mm. a kid jail. I went to juvenile detention and then foster care for a little bit. Breaking the law, breaking the law. I was Ew. bad. I was a bad kid. Uh, but I came back and uh, went to KFC and worked down at the transit center here in Oregon City. Oh, okay. Yep, that was my second job. And we would take all the chicken at night and go to the bowling alley when they had the bowling alley in Gladstone. And we would cosmic bowl for free, and they they just eat the chicken inside. Nice, oh yeah. So <laughs> that's what's up. It was the best. I do remember those fucking gallon Coke jug things. Remember? Mm-hmm. Would you like to add a a one liter drink for only two dollars more? I sold so many of those. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I sold them like I made commission on them. Nice. So that, funny. My um my second job my well my second job was as a painter, but then I also worked at Papa Murphy's for a minute too. Okay. So that was my other one of my other food jobs. I've worked in I've I've worked a fuckload of jobs. In oh, my me life. too. A fuck. Like I went to Job Corps right after KFC. Um, and I was waiting for a open spot in the certified nursing trade thing. And while I was waiting, I decided to learn how to weld. Nice. That's what's up. (laughs) Yeah, I know how to basic weld. And then I was a nurse, came back, uh, decided to be a stripper. Nice. That's right. We covered (laughs) that. Yep. And then, (laughs) uh, I was a nurse. (laughs) Um, and then you were a stripper that dressed like a nurse. Nope. Then I was a stripper again because I got divorced and I was like, well, oh, I was bartending too. So I was learning mm. how to bartend on the side. And uh, yeah, like I've gone through different types of jobs, all customer service, all like um, working with people. Nice. So it's my forte. What do you want to do next? Oh, I love my job now. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just don't want to like annoy my boss too much to where he lets me go. I don't think I'm there yet, but I'm close. I know I'm close I'm with my close. mouth. <laughs> Let me tell you, um, it has been forever. Like I, we talk about how old we are 35 years. Okay. I remember not being able to say what you really felt to your boss out of fear of being fired. Hmm. Yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> not yeah. anymore really you can tell fuck no there's jobs a million now and like that's a good point yeah yeah and after the great uh resignation whatever they called it um employers started realizing that they are shit without the employees exactly 100 percent. so yeah i was a manager for a, a tasting room for a distillery for mm. a, like th- like almost three years and it was my first management job my first booze job and my first retail job 
And yeah. I just applied for the manager position because I just was like, fuck it, I'm going to give it a shot. I need more money. I didn't think they were going to say yes. And then all... <laughs> And then all, all of a sudden, they just gave me the keys and they're like, all right, find a staff. And, like, and I'm like, oh, shit. That's so funny because I went in to drop off my resume for the porn store over on 82nd. You know, nice. um, uh, fan, is it? No, what is it? 82nd Drive? No, 82nd Avenue by Division. That. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, um, uh, I know what you're talking about. Um, mm hmm yes mm -hmm. I, I know which one you're talking about the ones with the boots okay that you can rent out and go in um so oh i was an after school teacher and then i got fired from my mouth because i told her to fuck off but anyways <laughs> she deserved it i don't care so i was like i'm gonna go work at this porn store because that shit is gonna be hilarious if i get the night shift i'm gonna be able to see all kinds of people it'll be the greatest material and that was in 2020. So mm. I went in with my resume or no, with the application and I went to drop it off and she was like, oh, do you want to do an interview now? I was high as fuck. Nice. I was high as fuck. I was like, uh, well, then they saw sure. you in your natural state. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the interview high as fuck. So that way, that's what the expectations are. That's what my friend Lois said. She was like, told her other friend, like, you can't go to your your job interview sober because then they're gonna be like what the fuck is wrong with you if you get hired i'm like that makes sense mm -hmm. keep it leveled so yeah i went in that interview and i was high as fuck and then i got hired nice. i was like okay and then the pandemic hit and then the pandemic hit and they changed the hours so now there's no overnight shift so oh, they were like okay. we have to let you go and i was like ah oh. that sucks it was a, I had a similar situation. I was actually, so like, and this is a little pocket of people too, that isn't talked about is the people that were unemployed before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And then they had no jobs to look for anymore. Yeah. And, but then also people like now can see what the psychological effect is of long-term unemployment. It yeah, fucks yeah. with the human condition really bad. That's why we're all like nitpicking with one another mm -hmm. right now. But anyway, I just got in a position uh, working as a delivery driver for like uh, restaurants and bars. Hell yeah. My Me very too. first Not for day, restaurants and bars. my very first day was the day that everything got shut down. Ooh. My first day. So literally they were like, well, we don't have any work for you to come do. So, and then by this, but by, by the time they hit me up and they were looking for people, I already got a different job at that point yeah. and everything. And now I'm just doing my own thing. I just do Instacart and hey. I just make money that way and other ways too. But oh, that's yeah. mostly what it comes from. I and, did Instacart. Yeah. I tried to do more than one order at a time. I hate doing that. Oh. You have to be really, really, yeah. You, have, you, you find your sweet spot Can't be a when it comes to it. That's oh, sure, sure you can. I get lit <laughs> when I go in there. Fuck yeah. And that's okay, the cool thing I is I get a, I get a smoke during the day, like, and then I freaking hop in the car, go do some batches, do my shit. And then the cool thing is, is like, if you like, you, you'll find like, like I said, kind of like your sweet spot and mm. kind of like your little, like, okay, I don't want to, I'm not going to accept this many items for this much price. And I'm not going to drive this far. Once mm -hmm. you kind of figure out like where that Venn diagram meets, then you'll be able to actually really make some serious money because I average between 20 and 30 bucks an hour. Yeah. And so like, and it, you know, when you break it down, like uh, a $20 an hour job, that's 160 bucks a day. So mm -hmm. you're like, okay, boom, I just got to make 160 bucks today. And that's yeah. like making 20 bucks an hour. And usually it's more than that. And so you can just kind of do it that way and then make sure that everything's all taken care of and copacetic. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I do delivery driving now for cannabis. I know. That's pretty sweet. I fucking love it. I get paid hourly. They pay for my gas. Nice. Um, And then uh, people tip and they tip so well nice. up in the hills. Those rich people up in the hills that love to get high but don't want to drive. They're mm-hmm. like, here's a tip for you. See, that's cool that they tip you because they fucking, the people up in the hills tip their Instacart shoppers like shit. Uh, it's yes. fucking bullshit. I know. That's why I do not miss Instacart. Yeah. I am all about cannabis. Like, mm-hmm. get in the industry, especially if you're a woman or you are non-binary whatever lgbtq we need all of them like seriously because i feel like the cannabis industry is a lot like the alcohol industry which is just a lot of men Hmm. mainly white men but men (laughs) so get more people in there like women it's really intimidating as a woman i won't lie like i it took me a couple years to even like get the nerve to uh, apply and to like go to interviews and I'm actually shocked I was hired for the two positions. Mm. So nice. Yeah. <laughs> like cannabis is hard for women to get into and kind of like comedy. It's like not as welcoming as you would think. And so I was listening to these two comics, male comics, uh, talk to this other male comic who wanted to throw his own show, but mm. he wanted to only have men. Okay. And they had to explain to him why people probably wouldn't like that and he was like why do women have to have equal time i just don't get it and they were like because there's not that many women in the industry so they we need to make them feel welcomed he's like yeah maybe it's just because there's so many men comics like there's more men comics than women so why do we need to and i'm like you're not getting it well who is this i'm not i'm not dead trust me if you come out you'll know because he's terrible at jokes i think i know who you're talking about like i don't understand why he keeps getting like being allowed to get up because sometimes those jokes turn racist Mm. and you're like well some people can like some people don't know how to tiptoe or like around that properly and make it funny like according to the room that you're in and everything like a lot of it i've i was at the social club Mm -hmm. uh i was at the open mic and it was like i heard like and this was kind of like something I'm actually really proud of myself for. So the, there was a good like three or four comics that tried jokes that were not doing oh, well. Yeah. Like that it happens was a lot. not the right room for it. Yep. So I just basically took it upon my, and then I had to go up next and mm. the whole energy was just like, nobody's laughing. Yeah. And so then I had to go up and I was just like, all right, I'm going to try to shift the whole fucking energy of this room. Yeah. And luckily I was able to do it. That's and so, best. and it was, and it was, it was really cool. I got, I got a lot of encouragement from comedians to keep going. Like, uh, Zane fucking encouraged me. Uh, Lucas, uh, freaking encouraged me a lot. And also a couple other people like, uh, Ike's, uh, oh, a lot of, I love it. Ike's. Yeah. They're really awesome. And like, they gave me a lot of props and whenever we were talking about it and shit like that. And then Ike's actually, Ike's actually gave me a really big compliment. He was like, bro, if you can get laughs in this, in the weed place, you're going to mm-hmm. fucking kill in the bars. Like, and I'm like, sweet. And mm-hmm. it got me a lot of inspiration. I have a fuckload of jokes that I write too. Like, nice. I, I also just love the act of writing jokes. It's a lot of fun because yeah. I'm just, I'm a writer at heart. Yeah. So that's naturally just where it all comes from. I'm going to check the camera real quick. Okay. No problem. Just make sure everything's still running right. Probably sign off here in a few. Cool. Cool. Nice. I was going to say, um, 
I was just talking to Zane about like how comedy has I feel like different lanes like um, some people do pun jokes and they get Mm -hmm. a really good following on that or dad jokes and like people love it dick jokes are another lane I totally get it Um, I'm more of a storyteller joker yeah so that's more my lane I've I've noticed that too like a lot of people have their own kind of different stuff like see what I want to do is I want to I'm really good at one liners and then I'm I'm good at like, like my, my, one of my favorite ways to write is like, um, like I had this one joke that it did really fucking well. And I was like saying like that a lot of people these days are getting really into like gemstones and crystals and stuff like that. And at first I was just like, kind of like whatever, but then I've learned a little bit, you know, a little bit about it. I was saying the, like, I didn't know that the crystal amethyst has a very soothing, calming energy as opposed to the more upbeat, stimulating crystal it's meth. It's supposed to. <laughs> yeah. I, that's why I wear mine you all the time. You stepped on my punchline. Sorry. You totally Sorry. just stepped I'm on my so, punchline. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> that's a heckler move. Yeah. <laughs> for real. My I got bad. heckled on my own podcast. Well, Jesus that's Christ. what you get for not laughing at my joke earlier. Yeah, but you laughed at your own joke, so it doesn't I matter. I know, because I'm fucking hilarious, aren't you're just you gotta catch up i know but no <laughs> i'm so sorry i i wear this all the time and people tell me all the time they're like oh, your amethyst is so beautiful do you feel calm all I the time shit about this stuff i was like listen i wish i felt calm but sometimes i'm still mad and i'm like i'm wearing this like, but i get why, why people it? i get why people can feel connected with it because oh, i think 100%. if you can feel connected with one aspect of earth you can feel connected with another like i feel very connected with like rivers and forests and stuff mm-hmm. like that so it would make sense that someone would be connected with rocks and gemstones and oh stuff like yeah that, my daughter sure. loves rocks she could collect oh, rocks all day same long thing with juniper juniper like, was literally just laying out her rock collection earlier today oh my gosh yeah. i walked in there and she's like playing with her toys and she has like this little <laughs> pad and all of her rocks are laying out and she's like i'm making a pond for them and i'm just like yeah yes. she's a really fucking cool kid i'm very blessed with juniper i'm just hoping that it lasts up until her teenage years my one friend has four teenage daughters fuck that yeah <laughs> four fuck teenage daughters that. plus the wife I'm, so i'm yeah. <laughs> i'm ready just to get snipped like fuck yeah. that one and done and she's awesome. There's no way that's happening twice. If I have another kid, no, I won't. they are 100% going to be an asshole. Oh, yeah. My daughter, like, totally fits that stereotype. My son, like, fits the stereotype of boys, like, a typical boy where he was hyper and, like, into everything and just, like, talking a mile a minute and blah, blah, blah. And I was, uh, like, I was, like, I'm a boy's mom. Okay. We're at the park. We're here. We're there. Okay. Um, I got really fast at like eating food. Like he, I put him in the bathtub. I go in, microwave my little pizza, eat it real fast, come back, wash him up, get him out, get him ready for bed. My daughter, complete opposite. Mm. Like she, she can entertain herself and she's pretty calm, but she's so inquisitive. Like yeah. so fucking inquisitive. <laughs> Everything is a question and I can't lie to her because I'm not trying to lie to my kids. Mm-hmm. So sometimes these questions come out of nowhere and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why? Why do you need to know this? We did a podcast recently. Hmm. This is why I smoke so much pot. She's been begging to come on my podcast and I recorded with her. Okay. First of all, it's hard to record with a kid. They are all over the place. For and sure. So I recorded, I edited, I had it all ready. I'm like, oh, it's to be on the radio station, Lila. Here you go. I had it on. She was, she could listen to it. She didn't even make it through 
the fucking intro song. She was like, no, mom, I don't want to listen to this. I'm fine. Yeah. No. I wanted to sell her right then and there. I was like, what? But, you know, you have to be nice. You have to have gentle parenting. So I was like, oh, okay, no problem. Yeah. It'll be there when you're ready. Yeah, for sure. But you're just like a little fucking oh, Yeah. I was like, fuck them kids. <laughs> like, I like went out to my space and I was like, this motherfucker just wasted. What the f- When I have, when I eventually have Juniper on the podcast, it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. But yeah. we're going to do audio only for that. I'm not going to put my kid on camera. <laughs> oh, Lila is ready. She is See, Juniper, ready. Juniper wants her own fucking YouTube channel. Mm, she Lila actually, too. She makes her own little videos on her, uh, in, on her tablet mm-hmm. and everything. And then I'll, I'll like, I'll be scrolling through the tablet and I'll look at what she's made like when she's not around and I'll just mm-hmm. watch them and then I just see her going like hi guys today I'm gonna show you this make Same. sure you hit the like and subscribe my and daughter <laughs> too and I'm like what are you doing and then like they play, they watch the video game ones mm-hmm. I'm like why aren't you playing this video play the game and she's like no mom when you I have told, to watch when I told Juniper that my freaking YouTube video got like 1400 views in like in like two hours and she was like whoa yeah she <laughs> she was like really I can't wait for that stuff to keep growing in popularity because when the kids start seeing it that's when mm-hmm. it becomes a lot more fun you know like oh a my lot show's more not real. made for kids but I'm, I'm saying like, it's, no, no. I'm talking about seeing I'm talking about you're seeing your success oh yeah like you yeah. know like I remember the first time I ever got recognized in public by a stranger Juniper was with me oh and nice. it was like the coolest fucking feeling in the world we went out for breakfast and this guy recognized me and he was like no i've just seen you on your show before and i'm just like yeah, oh, yeah. And then juniper was like he knows you and i was like no he's just seen daddy on tv at the shop and then she was just like you're on tv and i was just like what do you think the podcast is yeah my daughter will ask me a lot about the questions or she'll ask me about the comedy she's like tell me a joke that you're to tell on stage i'm like but my jokes aren't made for kids she's like mm, tell me one anyways and my i'm first- like my first open mic, it was a joke about Juniper was my only one that landed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I told her, I said, hey, I, I joked about how kids are assholes and everyone laughed. And she goes, I don't think that's funny. I was like, yeah, well, it affects you because you're an asshole. Yeah. But I still love you. I love mommy loves Lila. She's <laughs> like, OK, mom. But no, she. Uh, Do you record I, your sets? Uh, I have, yeah. Nice. Do you yeah. listen back on them and just mm-hmm. try to see, like, you know, what worked and what didn't work and stuff? I mean, when you're involved, like, you're there. Like, mm-hmm. I, I remember. How many, my how many sets. open mics do you go to? Do you just go to Haymaker for right now? No, I've tried to uh, do at least two a w- every other week. Um, it's really hard to like be consistent. As you can see, I'm I'm fucking busy. <laughs> yeah, for Gosh. sure. Um, tomorrow I got to take my car into the shop and then go to work and then go to the open mic. Cause I think there's an open mic tomorrow night. Well, if I'm not mistaken, you're also newly a single mom again, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, I just She's like, single. I just stepped, well, it's like, it's complicated. I no, stepped in that. Sure. It's a complicated, uh, situation right now, but it's a weird situation that I'm in because we don't um, have to talk about it if you don't want oh, to. Oh, I don't care. Good. I'm transparent, so I don't care. Um, that's the whole thing is like, we've been very open and honest with each other. He knows that like what he has to work on, if he wants it to like, even think about getting back together. My whole thing is I've been with this person for 13 years and I'm not ready to fully give up on them, but I'm not ready to keep having the same toxic cycle continue. Um, I think he has a lot of like trauma that he has to work through and a lot of like um family stuff that he has to overcome and so 
recognizing that and it's not easy i'll be honest like i have toxic traits myself yeah we all so do. yeah so like recognizing your own toxic traits is fucking hard it's taxing it can take a lot of toll on your mental health and so i commend anyone who's working on themselves and and becoming better everyone makes mistakes and i feel like if you are actively trying to better yourself then that's that's the only thing people can expect from you mm-hmm. is constantly getting better so i'm always for people um doing better i just for now am focused on a finding a place to live because of this rental market yeah <laughs> fuck like i think well we we have to live together right now because like apart we don't uh, qualify for anything yeah because everyone wants like 7500 to rent a place and then they want like you to make three times the amount of rent and rent is already high and none of us are getting like 20 to 25 bucks an hour unless we're busting our ass on instacart or other things yeah right it's just it's hard it's hard and so like um i told him the other day i said this sucks because i feel like we're we're not able to have that space um, that we need. Like, I need you to move out and, like, actually have that space before we even think about fixing us and, like, getting back together. So he still has to move out for a month and, like, live somewhere else before we even talk about, like, resuming our marriage. Oh, okay. So like that's where I'm we're sorry, at. Bud. No. <laughs> I mean, it, we could keep getting back together fighting and and repeating the same cycles but i think the healthiest option is to separate work on ourselves for at least 30 days Mm -hmm. see how it feels to be apart see if we even want to come back together um and then yeah and i know it's a like bother me when he does move out and when he does date other people it'll definitely like sting a little but i also know that this is the only way to know for sure if like this marriage is worth saving mm-hmm. so yeah that's where i'm at Damn. um yeah so i'm looking for a studio spot i'm looking for a spot to live and yeah just going forward because a lot of shit's out of my control right now mm-hmm. and so instead of spiraling i'm just like moving forward no for sure and that's all you really can do you just got to put all the good energy in the air and then keep your nose to the grindstone Mm -hmm. and just you know keep on it and keep keep fucking you know just know that you know with the right kind of work and the right kind of mindset you can really make shit happen because also like this 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 next couple years that this fucking country is about to experience is going to be really brutal and it's going to be a time where well it's going to be a time where well like let's be honest the middle class is disappearing and right now we're going to see who's going to become wealthy and who's mm-hmm. not like and that's unfortunately where we're going I and guess. it's one of those things like and i'm not saying it's a good thing i'm not saying it's a bad thing i'm saying it's what's happening mm-hmm. and it's one of those things like we have to fucking just keep pushing forward to make ourselves as better version every single even just by one percent every yeah. single day just i 1%. mean no matter what happens in your life you have to keep moving forward because the world's that keep spinning Mm-hmm. And the world's that keep going. So even if you lost everything and became homeless, like that shit is very debilitating. But I feel like if you just give up on life, then it's just kind of like that's not the way to go. 
No, for sure. And I've been super close to that recently. That's mm-hmm. for sure. I've been really close to that recently. Oh, yeah. It got freaking really dark for a minute there. But that's another thing. It's getting really hot. I'm going to freaking want to probably to get some water. I'm not like used to this heat. <laughs> I swear like Oregon weather, it, anytime it's above 70, I'm sorry, I feel it's like not I'm cooler melting. in here. Can no, only- you're okay. <laughs> I'm just like, I get hot when I start talking a lot too. Same so here. like, yeah. That's Let's go ahead and me. sign this off. Dude, it was great fucking having you Thank you, you so on. much for this having me on. Absolutely. I can't wait to do more Vegas trips. More, I'm going sure. to Vegas in October. Nice, so, nice. Yeah. Let me know and I'll freaking roll down there with you. That'd Hell be a yeah. lot of fun. I was oh, going to say, would be fun. I was gonna say, we should just road trip down there and do some networking and shit like yeah. that. It'd be a fucking blast. Fear and loathing in Las Vegas style. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Take some mushrooms and shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if, if you want chocolate mushrooms, Wasabi has them. And I'm up on Instagram at wasabi underscore. Nice. Cool. And let's let people know where they can find you on Instagram. Oh, yes. So it's uh, just Joshin without the G with Josh, J-O-S. So um, it's pretty long. But if you type in just and then uh, J-O-S, I should pop up. You'll see my face. And I'll have the links for it in the description and everything like that. And then like it's the same on all the social medias. TikTok, Twitter. Oh, no. Twitter's don't step on the duck. Because I started that um because i was on a twitter fan and i was like fuck twitter and then duck benson only communicates on twitter yeah or only communicated on twitter so i started I get a twitter duck benson on the show sometime i had my sister make him a voodoo donut of his face nice one of his first shows that i went to for his uh live taping yeah, I, I did a donut and then he That's threw awesome. it in the audience and people dove for it and then it didn't even mess up the face. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's a, awesome. There's a picture out there of it. It was pretty great. That's though. fucking sick. I love it. Thank him. you so much for thank coming you. on. I appreciate it. And thank you, everybody, for tuning into the Hippie Speedball Podcast. It is Joe, your host with the most Joe, and I will see you guys next time. Peace. <laughs>